ads? Aren't there other types of ads we could do? I don't know. I'm going to look into it. Like the and paper? see what's the best kind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put it in the thrifty nickel. <laughs> On Craigslist. <laughs> Welcome to the Off Five, where two new friends need to talk about the office, and we're going to talk about it at you. And we still need to talk about the office. That's why we've been doing it for almost two years. That's right. Uh, and we're on season three. <laughs> and we're on episode twenty. Anna came out April twelfth, two thousand seven. What did this episode? What's it called? It's called Safety Training. That's right. Wikipedia is the best thing ever where we talk about the description of the episode to remind you about what happens in the episode so that when we talk about what happens in the episode, you already know what we're talking about and you go, I remember that from the description. And so that you get the best possible information. And I want a warning because this episode description has spoilers for the episode. So if you haven't seen the episode, you better go and watch the episode 20 to 30 times and then come back. And then talk to us. Yeah. Or when you're just ready. listen to us talk Yeah, and then eat you. dumplings with chopsticks, <laughs> even though your hands hurt from punching the wall because you're Andy. You went to Andy Tree Management. Drew. Oh, sorry. In this episode... Michael Scott... Attempts to prove life in an office is dangerous. After Daryl Philbin berates him about the dangers of the warehouse. The attempts... Lead him... To the roof of the building. Where he tries to show... The depression caused by an office can lead to desperate circumstances. Meanwhile, gambling between the other employees of the office leads Karen Filippelli to discover that she is still an outsider. That's right. That's sad. Yeah. <laughs> because she can't win. I didn't get that. Well, how much money do you think she lost? She said she was cleaned out. Yeah. Oh, was that about money? Yeah, I guess. That's from dating Jim. <laughs> uh, but seriously. The members of this office, the employees, bring a lot of cash to the office. Yeah, for real. Maybe there's an ATM in the lobby. Yeah, I guess. Or maybe, yeah, I don't know where they're getting cash. I guess it's 2007. Maybe no one has a debit card yet. Yeah, because they hadn't <laughs> been invented yet. Yeah, I don't know. I'm confused. <laughs> Good thing Michael wasn't gambling because he never has money. Yeah. Well, actually he does. But it's an issue. Yeah, and he also just got $20 <gasps> back from Creed. <laughs> True. Michael has money in his shoe right now. Oh my gosh, his foot money. He forgot about it. It's his foot money. We could have told Michael. Uh, this episode, Great Scott Productions and Trivia. This episode was written by BJ Novak. And it was directed by Harold Ramis. Rami. Rami. Harold Ramis. We must have talked about it last time he directed an episode, right? Yeah, we did. He also directed... Caddyshack? Yeah. A National Lampoon? No, uh, he was in Ghostbusters. You know him. He's dead. Yeah, dead. Harry. Yeah. Harry R. He's a he's a good man. And I would also like to say that although the last episode of The Office was my all time favorite. Yep. As you know. I know that. This episode is my one of my best friend's favorite episodes, and her name is Laura. She was previously on an episode where we talked about The Office after a few too many. Few too many watches of drinks. the office. Yeah, <laughs> watches of the office. We'll go with that. Um, so yeah, just a special shout out to a previous guest and um, favorite favoriter of this episode. We want to send this one out to a very special lady, <laughs> Laura. You know who you are. 
Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go further and dedicate this to any Laura. <laughs> any Laura who's listening. Yeah. Thank you. If you are Laura that's listening, send us an email at the off 5 podcast and gmail.com and tell us what it felt like when I said that. <laughs> I don't know. Probably scary. <laughs> <laughs> they looked over their shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Looked in their rearview mirror. <laughs> Saw a bear. Climbing a tree faster than it could run. Or just a, a sketch of themselves with a mustache. <laughs> oh. I wanted to read... You know how sometimes we read the interesting trivia? Yeah. Well, I wanted to change it up a little bit and okay. read some of the least interesting trivia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's hear it. This is what it says on Wikipedia. Brian Baumgartner, who portrays accountant Kevin Malone, stated that while director Harold Ramis didn't make any major changes to the script of safety training, his input changed other points of the script. Baumgartner said that, quote, our structure and how the show is written is all there and pretty much doesn't change. Harold might have ideas or specific changes that would change a moment. I read that too and I was like, huh? <laughs> I just dying for more specificity about what moments were changed and the subtle, intangible qualities that Harold <laughs> Ramis brought to this episode. We basically didn't need him at all, but he was there on set. But, you know, he didn't change things because that was basically how it was. But if he wanted to change something, perhaps he could have changed slightly. Well, I have another piece of tri trivia information. And Hit that me. is that um, the shun hand motion, mm -hmm. shun, reshun, yeah. was improvised by, by um, Dwight Schrute. Wow. Character <laughs> actor. Speaking of characters and actors. <laughs> Yeah, Rain Wilson. Jim and Pam, when Daryl is talking to Michael through a, you know, the noise megaphone thing. Yeah. Jim and Pam are like cracking up. Oh, really? When he's like saying, I couldn't do it. Oh. And I'm pretty sure it's like the actors breaking. It's actually... But it, I mean, it could be the. It's like you think the characters would be more concerned about Michael's. Because like, they've been set up as being like the only yeah. people that really cared about Michael's life. But the actors, when he's like, I. I couldn't do it. I, I ain't that strong. You see them like kind of like Brave smiling. Heart, man. <laughs> That's good. Check I didn't it out. notice yeah. that. Yeah. They're kind of like turning away from the camera. And they're standing right by Daryl. So it's really easy to see though. Okay. Well, let's go to our next segment. It's called, you know what? Let's skip crack open a cold open. Or should we? Or should we not? We can talk about it in another segment. So crack open a cold open is just Andy coming back, Drew and the shun thing but both of those things happen multiple times right yeah exactly it's it's not one of those cold opens that has no context or doesn't go with the rest of the episode it yeah. actually does it kind of sets you up for this episode um there's only one part in there that i wanted to mention and i could have mentioned it in finer things club but we didn't even do finer things club last time so we should don't hold off too much yeah exactly <laughs> I, right. I noticed we forgot to do it at the end of last episode well because we're trying to change up the order and then we just get in the flow of, you know, not yeah. doing it. Yeah. But um, it's like a river and you already missed it. Exactly. And so the moment that I thought was really funny was when Dwight is saying, you know, that he didn't miss Andy and Jim misinterprets his um, on purpose, like his sentiment is saying, like, he really missed you. He wants a big hug. Oh, yeah. And then... Um, Andy walks away and Dwight says, no, tell him, tell him that bears can climb faster than they can run. And Jim just goes, Andy, too far. <laughs> so good. And then he goes, damn you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good exchange. So it also made me think that the end of, uh, what, was last episode the one with Roy on it? Yeah. 
So the end of last episode, the very end of it, right? Andy comes back and Dwight sprays him in the face. Mm-hmm. Seems like that didn't happen. Mm. There's no evidence that that happened because he comes back this time and Dwight's shunning him. He's not like, hey, man, I had to... <laughs> you really... Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? There, like that never happened. You're yeah, right. He's There's still like... just mad about him for the original reason that Andy left. Or, you know, because he was getting trying to get Dwight fired already. That's kind of a continuity error because it seems that he's coming into the office for the first time in this episode but he already came into the office for yeah. the first time mm-hmm. huh yeah well 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 Harold well, Ramis. well i guess that's one of the subtle little changes that harold Ramis brought to the show even a though it was already written error. Yeah, he's like what if we had a continuity error here and they were like well we already wrote it without that and he's like Brian Baumgartner's just shaking his head Here, in the corner like, damn it. I'm just going to pull up my IMDb page and put it in your face while you tell me that you don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. You can't say no to that. Michael Schur. Yeah. What have you done? I mean, a lot, but it was after this. <laughs> okay. And let's do how the turntables, where we talk about the things that Michael says that are a little off. You get any? Or as we found out last week, was actually on. Always correct. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we just thought we just had our grammar mixed up. It was us. Yeah. How the turned. Oh, how the turntables. <laughs> um, sedimentary lifestyle, which is a type of rock. Right. It's supposed to be sedentary. And Toby. And I would him. know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I because I'm sitting down. <laughs> uh, I like. It's not c- completely wrong, but I love when he says indubitably. That's what I yeah. Uh, so what does indubitably mean? It just means undoubtedly, but it's it's a really antiquated way of saying it. I think we should bring it back. It's an old-fashioned ever. Well, in Arrested Development, uh, there's like a British rom-com, a fake British rom-com that's playing, and it's called Love Indubitably. <laughs> <laughs> and I know there's a deleted scene, I don't know, or an outtake where, where Michael says indubitably to to dwight and it's like a part where they ended up changing it in the final one but it like cracks rain wilson up because it's just it's a really funny word indubitably i think we should say that um indubitably yeah yeah we said it right now you got another one that's it hate crime not uh the appropriate use of that term why because michael just accidentally Oh, but Breaks I mean, the it could be framed as a hate crime because... He didn't if, even know it was his car. <laughs> he said he, if it's his... Oh, they said it. If, if it's his car, it could be const- it could be construed as a hate crime because he's black. But he was trying to get James P. Albini, shout out. Oh, yeah, James P. Albini. To see if he covers hate crimes so that Stanley can sue him <laughs> for, for dropping a watermelon on his car that he didn't oh, even think was going to happen. I thought it was like... James P. Albini is going to uh, be Michael's lawyer in the trial where where um, Stanley thinks that he was doing a hate crime because it was targeted because he's black. Well, you find out at the end that it is Stanley's car. But what Michael says is find out whose car that is. If it's Stanley's, call contact James P. Albini and see, if he co- James P. Albini and see if he covers hate crimes. <laughs> like, So he's like, I, who knows cars that? Oh, my God. If it's a black person, then that's a hate crime. <laughs> Well, I hated it. No, but anyway, that's not a hate crime. Um, <laughs> but it definitely could be a like Stanley could, could see it as that. But that's the person, the person who knows for sure that it wasn't, is the one. Who's <laughs> doing it. Okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. that is a turntable situation. Um, wicker, wicker. Question. Yes. How did Stanley not see the watermelon on his car when they were out there with everyone? Mm-hmm. Why did it take him so long? 
Uh, you can even see it in the background of the deleted scenes. You can see the watermelon smashed all over his car. I mean, they're standing right next to it. Why don't they just clean the watermelon off his car instead of going to contact lawyers? <laughs> and I thought Dwight was supposed to clean it up. Clean it up. He's like, a- clean it up. Oh. Contact the offices of James P. Albini. Actually, he did none of those things, probably. <laughs> no, he didn't. And Dwight was like, yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. Well, yeah. I mean... It also seems a little bit out of character for Stanley to be walking out at the end of the day and having his car be there all alone because it implies he stayed later than other people for some yeah, reason. Maybe he was taking true. a nap that lasted too long. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. What? Oh. <laughs> nope. No toilet humor on this podcast. <laughs> uh, question. Answer. Is, the Daily Double. Is depression as scary as a Baylor? It's scarier. <gasps> but the the scary part about it is that you don't know that because you're too numb. Yeah, and it's slower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't know that you're getting crushed by Baylor because you're so depressed. You're like, who cares? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing is a Baylor and depression combined. Yeah. Man, it's the worst way to kill yourself, hopping <laughs> into a really Baylor and, and hitting the button with a with a coat hanger. Hanger, I hardly know her. Uh, Michael, <laughs> pay attention. Now, uh, I, I do think it's kind of weird that Daryl decides to say, how many people do you think get their arms cut off by a Baylor each year? And then it's like, you can't ask people that when the answer is going to be that low like what are the chances someone's going to guess lower than that you'd be like oh none no 10 wow that was way more than i thought like <laughs> i don't know like and where is he getting that data uh osha yeah was that the last year that those figures were available <laughs> yes <Yeah>. 2003 <laughs> seems so long ago man but it's you know what i mean you can't you can't do that don't you hate no. when, you, when you're like oh how much do you think this costs oh my god 50 bucks no, no it's 80 dollars <laughs> But it's still a good deal if you knew, if you knew I what know, I know. I, I really go. do hate that. Yeah. I really hate when you're like, can up. you believe that this happened? And you're like, yeah. oh, was it that like that? And you're like, well, it wasn't that bad, but yeah. okay. You know, how long did this train take to pass? You'll never believe it. A day? No. No, an hour and a half. But come <laughs> on, man. Bad guest. Uh, question. I'm just going to go through them. Okay. How many watermelons do you think Dwight bought? Because he says later he has plenty in the trunk. Watermelons aren't that cheap. I feel like he has like five. Interesting bit of trivia. Not the last time Dwight will buy a watermelon for Michael. <laughs> the next one's going to be all buttered wait. up. I can't wait for that. Oh, man. Um, I have a question. Yes. What kind of bear is best? I'm kidding. I already know the answer. Um, Did you know the bears can r- climb faster than they can run? It's too far. Yeah. Why do people keep putting money near Ryan while Kelly's talking about Netflix? Like, how does a bet like that work? Do you I don't know? know. Because they should be putting it in a pot. Yeah. I guess that's kind of what it's supposed to be because Jim throws his in at the last minute. So it's like he had different, they all had different amounts of time. Ryan had the longest one. Oh, like they're like giving up their money. I see. Okay. Yeah. But also like they're all throwing the money in. It must just be the pot, even though Ryan picks it right up because otherwise Kevin has to like still divvy out the bonus monies. Yeah. For, the for side other bets or whatever. It sounds really complicated, but yeah, I guess it does. Kevin's, you know, a king of gambling plus they've got a lot of time on their hands because they're not working they really do yeah they just gotta go catch the matinee of michael's suicide and um <laughs> long day the Baylor. <laughs> yeah the the gambling's weird it's also funny that some people are not involved like kelly in there and like yeah. creed isn't involved during the onion or the during the potato prank where he eats a potato but then he's in the next prank like he's betting so it's like right after he was done with that he was like hey what are we doing like yeah <laughs> you're like he just joined in or like are people in and out as they're working probably maybe in and out i don't know he was playing solitaire it's not like he had anything better to do 
question. Let's eat a potato. Yeah. How does Netflix work? Okay, that is a good question because for me, I never use the male part of it. Yeah. Use the female part? <laughs> the DVD part, I don't use anymore either. But but also, like, the queue isn't even around anymore. No. I think the queue was still a thing with Instant Watch for a while. You yeah, would kind of, like, make was, a list. It was... Um... They were simultaneous for a while. I think yeah. you could either order a DVD because it was like, oh, this isn't available on streaming. You can order the DVD. Right. Now, and you can't anymore? I don't think you can even order DVDs. They probably don't have the warehouses anymore. But, I, but they yeah. did, overlapped for a long time because I know people were still still doing that. Yeah. that's yeah. That was kind of cool. I remember that. Yeah. It took me so long to watch The Sopranos because of that. Yeah. And because you can only get one at a time. Well, I, I had the two at a time plan or something so it was like but that's because i lived in albuquerque so it took me like two days to get it too so it was like a four-day trip to get it because it's like two days to get there and then come back because we didn't have one in albuquerque for a while and then we got one eventually but oh wait there is a dvd part on here you can still get dvds do it listeners go get yourself a dvd on netflix.com where you get your flicks on the net but guess how much it is and i hope this isn't one of those situations where $125 $125 <laughs> a month. And is it, is it, I'm going to guess 16. 12. Oh, <laughs> still. Okay, question. Yeah. Did, did Kevin make a lot of money? Because Pan asks, what are the chances do you think this is in any way real? And Jim says 10,000 to one. And then Kevin takes the bet. I would argue in, it was in any way real. It wasn't completely it was, real, yeah. but it was in any way real. It was real in the sense he was going to jump. It was real in the sense he was actually depressed. So it was in any way real. So call James Jim P. Albini. Is, Jim is saying that it was. There's a high possibility that it's real, or was he saying there's a really low possibility it's real? Really low, and then and then Kevin says, "I'll take those odds." I mean, it's it's a higher chance that that was real than that um, John Cougar Mellencamp is going to win an Oscar. Yeah, it's not even his name anymore. It's just John Mellencamp. Yeah, it's just Cougar. <laughs> just Cougar. <laughs> just call me the Cougs. Just John Mountain Lion Mellencamp. Well, hey, let's talk about Kevin's chilies because of John Cougar Mellencamp. He's a man. Apparently, he's not a good actor or he doesn't act because the odds are so bad. So bad. Um. Well, we've got James P. Albini. Yep, that's fake. <laughs> we've got... <laughs> We've got March Madness. Oh, yeah. It's a basketball thing. That's a sports thing, yes. It's actually, it's in the DSM-5. I can't help this man. He's got March Madness. <laughs> Put him in the sanitarium. <laughs> oh, I was like, what? It, okay. it, it's right when a seasonal affective disorder is letting up. You get March Madness. <laughs> it's like a... it's like a Cabin fever. It's a mania. It's a mania, yeah. 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 Um, Just like men's warehouse is a mania. Yeah, oh, my God. The sales? You ever go down there for their sales? For khakis. <laughs> you're so sad when they let go of the CEO of Men's Warehouse, who was also the guy that did their ads, and was like, you're going to like the way you look. And I was ah! like, man, that guy's beard, and he looks so cool. He's like the most interesting man in the world, if that wasn't already a guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then he moved over to endorsing Dos Equis. And then that guy went to Mars. Oh, my God. Now with, who do we have? With Elon Musk. We have no more heroes. Uh, there was a reference to a place, the giant big box toy store. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be toys r us right yeah yeah toys r us or a fake place called big box toy store no big box just means it's a big oh big brand name yeah like walmart's the big box department store or whatever oh and then we got some movies love actually uptown girl uh that's a great heart 
I guess it was a movie, but it was also a man with a brave heart, heart made of bravery. And then Dan Aykroyd, a quote. Yep. Which a lot of people, I feel like, don't know that it's a quote. Dwight, you ignorant slut. Yeah. I know, which is such a shame. Yeah, it is. Is it? Kids these days. Yeah. I don't know SNL first season. Where were you in 1976 or whatever? Apparently not watching the boob tube. So when they say... I, I'm not really familiar with the context, but Dan Aykroyd would call um, Jane. What's her name? Yeah, what is her name? Um, I thought it was Jane Curtin. Oh, and if you might know Jane Curtin as the uh, other teacher on Third Rock from the Sun. Okay, that lady, like the like the one that hooks up with John. Uh, whatever the main guy, you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, She's really funny. Yeah, I remember her. But I do feel like that's the kind of joke. I don't know what spirit. I mean, it was a long time ago. But also, like the, the the whole point of the joke was that he's like not taking her opinion seriously when they do the arguments. So we like oh, start yeah. his argument with that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd on Weekend Update. All right. What else do we have for references? Anything? Nope. We have a fashion show. Fashion show. Fashion show at lunch. Well, I just wanted to call attention to the. The long sleeve tee that was mentioned several times in this episode over by and over. Ryan. Yeah. Um, first was when they're talking about uh, seasonal affective disorder or just office, um, you know, mental health. Is warming have, up. Have a cardigan nearby. And then. Um, was that? I thought that was for warmth. That was for mental health. Well, it was kind of all in one segment. Oh, okay. So you're <laughs> so. You look down. Here's a cardigan. <laughs> Well, I mean, if Why don't you, give that if a you're hug? not comfortable, you don't have good mental health. That's my case. Uh, what if... And I will rest Sometimes people now. have the most mental health when they're uncomfortable. Really? Oh, I guess, that, I guess that's According true. to a 2013 study. Was that the last time data was available? Uh, no, but I'm not going to mention the more current <laughs> studies because they contradict my argument. <laughs> um, so he asks, is a long sleeve tea okay? And then it's also brought up when... When they're talking about how nice it is outside. Oh, yeah. And he's like, come outside. Michael's acting weird. Will I be too warm in a long sleeve tee? Everyone will be fine in exactly what they're wearing. And BJ Novak is like smirking when he says it, though. Yeah, he it, knows. Like, it's, yeah. He knows. Uh, fashion. Why do all the people in the warehouse wear those gray fashion. shirts? <laughs> After everything. Fashion. <laughs> um, yeah, shouldn't Dwight go in there and say, attention, gray collared workers. I was thinking about that. <laughs> No, I was just kidding. But, you know, a lot of gray shirts. They yeah. all have their name tag on it. I like that. I wish we could wear that at my job. Um, Or when I'm bowling. It looks kind of like a bowling shirt. Yeah, yeah. I guess it would be a great costume to have. Oh, maybe that's what I'll be for Halloween. I'll just wear a Utica branch shirt and then a fake mustache over my beard. It's funny that you say that because my roommate has been the same thing for Halloween for the past 12 years. Mm-hmm. And it's a... um playboy mansion pool boy and it's just one of those button-up shirts with the same like you know name tag and on one side it says playboy mansion on the other side pool boy (laughs) that's the entire costume (laughs) that's it (laughs) requires a lot of reading i don't know if i like this one you gotta show not write down yeah and i like andy's graph paper shirt i think he's worn it before but his like little square looks like oh you like that i just want to draw all over it I want to yeah. I want to put out this this quarterly figure on there and then mark our profit margins. You mean Drew? Oh yeah, I'm not gonna call him that. <laughs> Mr. Brown. 
Are we done with fashion show, fashion show, fashion show at lunch? There wasn't a lot of fashion. No, there really wasn't. And also, we need to when when things are not interesting in the segments, we should just make the segments really short so the episodes aren't so long. Yeah. <laughs> Except for that one time when I talked about the whole uninteresting thing. What? About Harold Ramis's directing style. And in fact, we've referenced it several times now, and I can't cut it out. <laughs> just realized. <laughs> I probably would have cut it out, but then we, then we keep calling back to it. Uh, well, That's the problem, is that our sense of humor is like math. If you don't know addition, how could you ever learn subtraction? Right. And if you don't know subtraction, how would you ever know what division is? That's right. And if you divide our jokes by the number that are funny, you get three. <laughs> That was a pretty sick burn on us. <laughs> but you have to do the long division to find out. Um, okay, well, let's, you know, let's do uh, the Finer Things Club because we didn't do it last time. Let's do it super good this time. Oh, my God. Let's do it so great. I already mentioned most of my things, though. Let's, let's, what do you got? Um, Madge is qualified to drive a dangerous Her? machine. Yeah. Her bad Pudge. I'm with Pudge. It's Madge. <laughs> and then later... She- uh, Michael calls her patch. patch. <laughs> he like really stumbles at the end. Like, is he gonna say patch or patch? Kinda. It's more of a pat- of a combo. Probably because he looked at her patch on her shirt and she's like patch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I love Pudge. And then he's like, oh, I thought it was like she's like Madge, and he, instead it's of just being like, Madge. yeah, he like tries to argue with her. Like, what really? When did you change your name from Pudge? Why would you even do that? Actually, it makes perfect sense why you would do that. When did you do Why it? would you change it to Madge <laughs> is the question. Oh, man, but I got to hand it. You know, it's like 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 certain guy that, you know, like these like little messed up things. It's like all I can remember their names by. I always think of her as Pudge <laughs> yeah. and Sea Monster. Yeah, I know. Oh, that should be the spinoff. Pudge and the Sea Monster. <laughs> Working every day. Oh, Sea Monster. Criticizing like Michael. like to go swim with a Sea Monster. Uh Kelly, you insulted the man. She kind of did. She said he weighs a thousand pounds. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a lot. <laughs> like, excuse me, sea monster. You weigh like a thousand pounds. And then, yeah, I mean, he shouldn't have said that, but no one's really in the right here. No, they're not. And two wrongs do not make a right. No, or a left. Three wrongs make a left. It's it's more of a lose-lose situation. A lose-lose-lose because of Ryan. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, they all lost. I like the phrase slapping them with silence when it comes to shunning. Shunning, yeah. And the fact that Dwight was shunned from his from age four to his sixth birthday for not saving the excess oil off a can of tuna. That's harsh. That is insane. <laughs> that is a lot. And like, also, that oil is going to taste like fish. It's been marinating in it. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be good oil. And why are they getting the oil and why aren't they getting tuna in water? It's way I better. I one time got tuna with oil and it was disgusting. It sounds gnarly. It wasn't by accident. Well, and then the other thing is this kind of informs, you know, if you're a believer of attachment theory, this kind of really explains his relationship with Angela. Mm. You know, not a healthy behavior. He's shunning her in public. Yeah, exactly. But she's shunning him too. And two shuns don't make a right. It's an it's an anxious attachment. And I like the callback to Zoppity. If I know Daryl, it's gonna be Zoppity. He just learned that last episode. Yeah. He's already using it so much. Indubitably. <laughs> nice. Um I obviously really like the Baylor. I hardly know her. Oh, did you? <laughs> Basically, just a like a garbage smasher. <laughs> what could job trash compacted? <laughs> garbage smash. Garbage smash. Man, if you were a salesman at like the 
appliance store and you called it a garbage <laughs> smasher, they'd be like, I need a new a person. I need a new associate to talk to. I'm not going to talk to the garbage the, smasher, man. Tell me what you know about this um, this trash compactor. It's just basically a garbage smasher. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, used to, I don't know if it was a baler, but I used to work around a thing that could smash boxes. What did you call it? Uh, oh, so did I at Trader Joe's. Like really big thing. Yeah, it was scary. But I didn't need a license to operate it. I just did it. Yeah, I just threw boxes in. Yeah, kids. I don't care. <laughs> kids. Uh, uh, I don't know. Actually, I just like try to put boxes in there, like the worst position to see if it could still smash them. <laughs> and it still could. <laughs> oh, no. So, lesson so, learned. <laughs> um, It's just a lot of Michael quotes. Okay. Um, I saved a life today. My own. Am it's- I a hero? I can't say, but yes. I say that a lot. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So I guess I'm not that surprised as I sounded. Do I say that a lot? Yeah. You call yourself a hero like every day. (laughs) I feel like we talk about heroes a lot on this podcast and what the definition of a hero is. It's because they talk about heroes all the time. Yeah, they do. All right. So we're just a derivative. Yeah. And plus, it's the show Heroes, so they have to talk about it. Yeah. That was popular at the time. Yeah. So I think that's pretty funny uh when he says i saved a life today why just because he chose not to jump off a building that's pretty good it's pretty good hero yeah that <laughs> i feel is... like if superman like only saved himself from killing himself every day <laughs> in that way we're all heroes <laughs> he's like I yeah know. but i used superpowers to stop myself from doing it i was gonna fall to my death but then i just flew <laughs> that's a superhero that is a superhero yeah but uh i had one what is it i like that when they go up on the roof, you can see the train yard over there. And it made me think about money. The, yeah. The money episode. Oh, when yeah. When Michael tries to skip I thought town. you meant literally money. I was like, huh. Cha-ching, how? I thought. <laughs> Bringing in those freights. <laughs> Fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-ka-ching. <laughs> but you know when he, like, the money thing, it's just funny because it, it kind of highlights how little distance he runs when, oh, <laughs> when yeah. he, like, tries <laughs> to run and skip town. It's like it's like a block. And then the train's I mean, already slowing down. Because then Jan just shows up right after. <laughs> she knows exactly where he is. Oh, yeah, that's funny. Side note, this is also a continuity error, and I'm not going to blame it on anyone, but in one scene, the train is going that way, and then the other scene is going this way. (gasps) That's not how trains work? No. Don't they know? Not at all. Can they not call the train operator and say, hey, keep the train going the same way we're going to be filming a show? Exactly. Oh, we had to cut. Harold Ramis is a subtle change he'd like to change to the yeah. script. Could you back the train up so it's at the same spot <laughs> when we pick it up again? Exactly. Thanks. Thanks. I know those things are hard to get going and stopping, so we really, really, really appreciate it. You're a hero. Yeah. You saved a life today. You're home because I didn't kill you because <laughs> you did the right thing. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that. I like that spin on it. You're a hero. You saved your own life. <laughs> yeah. In a way, you did. Um, okay. Well, should we go on to our characters the world crawling with phyllis or do you have more michael quotes that's all i have okay uh i think we already talked about ryan and kelly's whole contributions and we talked about kevin a little bit too it kind of starts the whole thing off because of his march madness and his gambling addiction really is a fun day for the office yeah and i did write something here um i'm having a hard time understanding what it might mean it says hours comma hours like hours like minutes hours 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 yeah so we'll skip that <laughs> like hour hours <laughs> no like just like h-o-u-r-s mm-hmm. 
comma H O. You wrote that this episode? Maybe it was from last episode. Hours, hours. If you know what it is, send us an email at the off five podcast. And at if gmail. your name com. is Laura and you know what it is. Oh man, send us two emails. <laughs> you probably already sent yeah, the other that's one. Right, yeah. <laughs> Schedule the email to be sent at nine AM so we think you woke up bright and early to send it to us. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, or put it on the Finer Things Club, our Facebook group, in case we don't mention that. Okay, well, what about, uh, we've only talked about Stanley. Toby has to give that boring safety training. And it's boring, but I think he does an especially poor job. He really does, because he's just reading. Yeah. This is the only time that he, like, what else does HR do? Yeah. We have Meredith. Does Meredith get any bets placed on her? We should have bet on how many people she could sleep with that day. Or how many um, drinks she has at work. Oh, yeah. That would be hard to count, probably. Yeah. Cause, just because it's so many numbers. <laughs> Oscar is not really present. Not not a lot of Oscar. Stanley. Uh, we've already talked about Stanley. He's... Yeah. The manly. Not a lot of Angela. Oh, uh, Creed. You know, he takes the bite of the potato thinking it's the apple. Um, but then later on, he's also the one that finds the bouncy castle because he was peeing in the bushes <laughs> right beside everyone. I like how he's like zipping up his pants when he's like, hey, there's a castle over there. And so he is the real hero. Yeah. And I also just think that it's like a funny thing for Creed to say because he's so like has no relation to it being true. When Creed says it. Yeah. And he it's it's kind of shocking that he knows what a castle like a bouncy castle is. Hmm. Like he's ever seen one of them. Maybe there's one in the quarry. Yeah. <laughs> they throw stuff down there on it. Um, Daryl's a big character. Yeah, he does his presentation in the warehouse. And then he makes a really nice threat to Michael saying, you're just sitting on your biscuit, never having to risk it. Um, and he kind of whispers it, which is really creepy. Yeah. And sends Michael into a spiral of depression. He's a poet and he doesn't even realize it. Yeah, exactly. And he also references Nerf guns. Oh, that's right. That's what a gun in that side. You know, was Nerf not cool anymore? I guess not. It's just so safe. Yeah. When you're shooting those little suction cups at people's eyeballs. I know. Get a real so, AR. Yeah. Man. Babies. Get a bump stock on that Nerf. <laughs> bump stock. <laughs> so you can shoot more more darts. <laughs> now we got Drew. I, I remembered. Oh, I like how Michael calls him Drew. It might just be in the deleted scenes. But yeah, he's like, that's really he nice. He hops right on board. That's really nice. And, you know, it shows a good side of Michael. Oh, wait. We weren't done with Daryl, though. Daryl saves Michael's life, actually. I would. Is he a hero? Yes. Yeah. I think we can say, and we're going to say yes. But he also got hurt by Michael. And it's interesting is that he got hurt in pretty much the same way that he later gets hurt yeah. himself. Yeah. Like hurts his ankle I by falling. I actually was getting a little mixed up on that because yeah. I think I was watching that episode recently. Yeah. Um, and that's where he, um, Dwight doesn't believe him that he actually did get hurt by doing something yeah. that was work related. Um, but you know, Michael doesn't or Daryl doesn't throw Michael under the bus. Michael throws himself under the bus, which is interesting because the Not camera. Yeah. So throw yourself under a bus. <laughs> or a bailer. Um, the camera work during that scene where he, you know, says, and then that person yelled, and then it cuts to Michael saying, how's it hanging, Daryl? Why did he say that? That's so mean. I know he's like gleeful that he heard him. He's on crutches the entire episode. And and he still has to save Michael's life and, and give this presentation. It's Michael's fault. Like, yeah, and he is like, 
genuinely concerned for his employee's safety. He should be more mad. He should have filed like a... I bet he could have gotten Michael fired for that. Yeah, that is so messed up. It's like, it's weird. It's like that one did not have the impact for how much irritated daryl gets at michael for like minor things that like when he like hurts him it was like what he was going to the hospital and it was like i think that's where the irritation is coming from though because he knows that it's all building up you know like that he is just i you know i love when daryl is in the um the office because he's like another jim character where Mm. jim or pam character where he's like pretty reasonable (laughs) yeah and then it just shows the contrast of how unreasonable michael is he's really serious in this episode for the most part he's not not very funny like he's not making jokes and stuff no or like giving him you know feeding him lines or yeah i mean the character still ends up being kind of funny like when he's talking to michael but like the like the act uh, the you know the character to himself isn't making any jokes it wouldn't be funny in the moment to, to him but so yeah drew is shunned but then he starts helping michael and dwight putting trampling together stuff like that he gets the jumpy castle yeah he does he gets the jumpy castle he stole it <laughs> did he no he stole oh. the he stole the ice swan oh i was referencing that oh okay it's from the show Good called point. the office <laughs> yeah it's later on we haven't seen that yet that's true karen and- is excluded oh yeah and also she has an interesting dynamic with jim and pam would you like to talk more about that I would. Thank you. She does feel like she's left out. She feels that Jim and Pam kind of have this, um, you know, I I read it as being described as a two divorced parents who are talking to their kid on the roof um, when Michael's on the roof, oh. how they're kind of like, you know, they're they put aside their differences to coax down their toddler <laughs> from a scary situation um and karen indubitably feels left out of that and then is also kind of put on the spot when they're betting on the jelly bean number their the guesstimation jar mm-hmm. and um so yeah oh yeah also kevin's assertion that jim could guess the number of jelly beans because he spent so much time at reception is crazy what does that yeah. mean but it makes Karen feel uncomfortable. But Pam and Karen also, like, Pam's, like, supporting Karen, saying, hey, it's a good strategy and stuff like that. Yeah, that's right. So they're kind of like Nutcracker Christmas Brigade again, kind of. Yeah. But it's not the same. No, it's not. Um, and, you know, Jim and Pam have really good chemistry. And it's like, in some of the other ones, it's been like, oh, they're doing a joke. But, yeah, like, with the Saving Michael thing, that's not a joke. They're, like, serious. They're it's just they just up. They just have a, they're just a better team. And they know Michael pretty well. And they've been in these situations before together. Mm-hmm. And Karen wasn't there. And so when they realize that, oh, my God, he's going to do this for real, yeah. they both kind of jump into action. Yeah, I don't think Karen really cares either about, no, she about Michael. <laughs> she also... She's like... Just a she realizes how much or how little she knows about her coworkers yeah in other instances and that probably further makes her feel isolated sad sad not that sad i mean what go back to freaking wherever you came from stamford yeah it's racist <laughs> uh no but <laughs> that, that branch is closed <laughs> oh yeah that's right <laughs> that's why she came <laughs> um yeah go to utica and be the branch manager mm-hmm. karen yeah, Karen. If you even can. You're not welcome here. She, she can. Uh, okay, cool. And then let's talk about our uh, our big our big ones. Well, I think I actually already covered everything from Dwight. 
Yeah, I mean, there was a a moment I really liked with Michael and Dwight in the hallway where they're kind of game planning what the next step is and Dwight's already on board before he even knows what the conflict was or yeah. what the situation is. Um Wasn't that a deleted? No, there's a it there it continues in the deleted scenes, oh, okay. but there is a conversation that's, you know, outside of the office trying to game plan how they're going to fake a suicide, so. Right, yeah. And Dwight somehow just doesn't realize that this is not a good idea at all. That's true. He doesn't realize it. He's always when, on good on board. Even when the gift thing almost worked, he's still like Yeah. Not helping. Not at all. He does like start to get it really, really, really late. Well, that's true. And you know, you get to see a lot of moments. I feel like like it's a great day for Dwight. They're having so much fun. Yeah. He's like he doesn't have to work. He's he's just helping Michael out. He gets to go to the grocery store. He's the clear number two, like yeah andy's definitely i mean i guess jim when you get yeah. the assistant regional manager to help you fake a suicide then he'd probably just be a wet blanket about it and i want you to do it. yeah exactly uh but michael know, knows who to go to for this it's really he really does because dwight's so enthusiastic and they put this together really fast i mean just even building a trampoline takes a while yeah and they, where'd they, they get the stretchy material well i mean it came comes with it oh but they went to the big toy box brought it put it up went to the store bought watermelons bounced the watermelon took the trampoline apart put it in the baler had patch do it <laughs> it's funny that the safety training really worked <laughs> it worked for two <laughs> things <laughs> they learned not to use the baler and that her name isn't pudge but <laughs> didn't quite get there on what it fully is but you know patch it's isn't as offensive pudge <laughs> exactly wait do you think she was he thought of that because he was using a mnemonic like pepperoni tony and he got to <laughs> she's pudge and then he stopped he forgot yeah. forgot what he was doing totally totally yeah that Sound, sounds like something he would do Madge sounds like mad sounds like mudge pudge patches pudgy, pudgy <laughs> and she's pudgy so that's how i remember that what's her name pudge <laughs> he didn't go all the way oh it's like what, what's his name fat fat guys like tony <laughs> fat, fat guys like pizza pizza italian tony pepperoni tony his name's Tony. <laughs> yeah. It is like kind of the same thing. Yeah, it is. Could see that. Um, Who else do we have? Michael? Oh, man. What a can of worms. <laughs> Sex isn't as good with science. Jan. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Things are yeah. complicated with Jan. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful Jan. <laughs> <laughs> um, Things are a little complicated. Um, He's got, you know, he really does have some depression issues that need to be worked out. I love his performance because it, Jim is right. It really does get good the second time around. And I like his explanation of what he's going to do when he's jumping on the trampoline. I'm just going to take a couple jumps and then move on with my day. Yeah. Not. couple then, jumps for fun. Oh, right, right. Yeah. And then he's like, and I jump. To de-stress. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. You think like, oh, that would be a good idea. And then it's like, oh. But then like his kid's side, I love like. I jump off, take a couple more jumps for fun, and then I come around. Like he's before people still think he's dead and he's having fun jumping a few times. Like they wouldn't hear that. Like they wouldn't be running over to see where his dead body is. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. And this whole plan, I mean, making the safety officers compete, uh, showing that he doesn't know anything about safety. It's just it's just weird. The whole thing's his fault. I can't believe that they were able to put this in the same episode as the like betting 
It's a lot. It's a jam-packed episode. The betting is very Office Olympics because Michael and Dwight aren't involved at all. And it's like, well, I, I like one moment um, talking about Jim and Pam when Pam says, I don't know who started the betting thing, but it sure is fun. And it's very much like Office Olympics. That's what she was saying. Oh, Jim's so fun because she doesn't know that Jim started it, but he did. All Kevin said was, you know, 50 bucks and then he was going to pay him back. But then Jim's the one that's like, let's let's keep this going. Let's have fun. And Jim's not a gambling addict. He just thinks it'd be fun to like come up with the bets. Yeah, there's a lot of things or themes in this episode that are kind of called back to you later on. Like we said, the watermelon, Mm -hmm. the Daryl getting hurt in the warehouse, um, several things that make you think that, wait, is that from a different episode? Right, yeah. Yeah. And then like with the office, it's a callback to Office Olympics because that was a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Um, Although when you say that it is Michael's fault, totally... I would counter that with who said, well, their safety training had visuals and you, uh, it's really hard to demonstrate suicide. He, <laughs> she was just being truthful to make him feel less bad about his presentation. I don't understand the question. <laughs> it wasn't like, to like, so do that. She was just being like, so let that one go, slugger. Like... <laughs> Uh, Does that ever work, though? No, nah, she should she know should that. Know. Yeah, she should know. She's acting like a real Karen over there, not knowing, yeah, I know <laughs> knowing she what's is. going on. When Michael calls you into his office and says, what's scarier, depression or a bailer? You definitely say, depression. <laughs> Whichever one you think that we have. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> exactly. You don't say, I don't understand the question, and then say, well, they had visuals. But on a more serious note, fat butt dis- disease is more scary than either of those things. Yeah, I would agree. It's it affects even, millions. Yeah, and it's scarier than d- a depression and a baler combined. That's right. You know how many people fat butt disease kill each year? A thousand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. Wow. Uh, no, 999. I mean, if you put it in the category with heart things like they do, which is a little like... And also... Oh, I just like... I guess it goes without saying, but the fact that Michael's seeing like, see, the office is more dangerous because of depression and seasonal affective disorder with the low light. It's like they have low light down there also. They have the same problems. And they're at risk for depression too. Yeah. And it looks like Daryl sits a lot. Yeah. Even though he was on a ladder today. So. And sea monster. Very busy, Michael. Like he doesn't <laughs> seem like he doesn't have a sedentary lifestyle. Oh, I didn't mean because he's fat. I meant, oh. I meant you just see him sitting a lot because he's the former. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 What, yeah. What, what, what did you mean? Pudge. <laughs> <laughs> that's not his name <laughs> uh well what do you think about jim not calling andy by his name his new name uh, true what do you I think about say, me not calling him by his name too i say that that is a little disrespectful because you know you should andy is now his dead name don't bring it up anymore if he wants to be called drew he should be called Drew. I think it comes back next episode already. But <laughs> yeah, it does. So I don't know how dead it was. But, you know, I was thinking that. But also, this is the guy who called Jim Big Tuna for like a year because oh, he refused to learn his first point. name. So I don't good think like point. that might be why Jim wasn't taking it as seriously. That's actually a good point. And also, he didn't really fully explain it to Jim. He just explained it to the camera. Yeah. But he's just true. like, hey, I'm I'm Drew now. And he's like, okay. Just call him. Should have just started calling him Big Tuna then. But like, if you're changing your name, I'm going to change it to Big Tuna. Okay, medium-sized tuna and oil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we probably should just support him since Jim kind of was mostly responsible for driving him to madness. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he did. It's like everyone forgot everything about before, except for Dwight. Dwight, and then Angela keys Drew's new Prius in the deleted scenes. Yeah, why does she do that again? I forgot. Because she hates him. Because he was trying to get uh, Dwight fired. Oh, right. Okay. But still, didn't he get punished enough? Dwight came yeah, back right away. Yeah, I don't know why she takes that upon herself, you know? Maybe that's why they cut it. You know, I don't want to talk about the deleted scenes uh, completely, but I think for each episode, we should just say whether or not the deleted scenes are worth it or not. It's worth it to watch yeah, these. Yeah, let's count it down. But yeah, definitely. This was like one of the best ones. I laughed a lot, and I see why they cut the stuff out, but like there were some really funny things in there. Mm-hmm. So three, two, one. I recommend. Worth it. <laughs> We'll work on it later. Punch. (laughs) Okay. Well, the second drink. Actually, I have one drink, but we both finished them. Just it's good. Mine is sipping pretty, and this is more for me a summer beer. But for some reason, I was kind of kind of eyeing that one, so that's what I went for. Um, Sipping pretty by Odell. And I got the passion fruit provincial sour from Funkworks. Have you had that? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, Funkworks does some really good sours. Passion fruit. Nice. It's Just probably passion fruit. Probably what they're going for. Yeah. I I like Funkworks. Um, I have a Funkworks bumper sticker and someone who worked there put a little free beer card on my windshield because of it. And you have a Funkworks hoodie that you got at the thrift store. Yeah. So I didn't really support my local brewer through that, but that's okay. Um, I guess that's true. I still like the hoodie. Yeah. Let's do the Dundies. Okay. I'm going to let you go first this time. <gasps> I think I know really? who you're going to give it to, and I, oh. and I don't want to steal it. You know who I'm going to give it to. It's so obvious. Meredith. <laughs> I think she was in this episode, maybe. <laughs> um, it's going to go to Daryl because I love Daryl. He's one of my favorite characters of this entire show. Mm-hmm. And I think that he did a great job with his presentation, um, backed up by Sea Monster, and he, is, he tries to be safe. Is he a hero? Safety. I can't say, but yes. I agree. I think I'm going to give mine to... Yeah, it's been a long time. Actually, I don't remember because I don't keep track of these things. <laughs> but I'm going to give it to Jim. Just old-fashioned... Jimothy. The what, old what was fashion. the name of yours, Hero? Uh, Mine is going to be um Safe Hero. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give mine to oh, Jim, and I'm going to call it the, uh, you know, Pied Piper of Scran. <laughs> I think he did a good job. The jester. Of, yeah, he kept everyone entertained, and he still like knew how to switch and start making sense with, or like notice that. Well, I mean, it was him and him and Pam. They did a good job, but Jim did a little bit more, I think. Of realizing that he actually was in danger. Yeah, I mean, I think it was. Yeah, they kind of figured it out at the same time, but he like you know he switched. It was a big part of saving him, probably. Yeah, for real. Although, question. Yes. What was Michael's plan? Was he going to jump onto the top of the bouncy castle? Like, is there's like a, a top to it, you know? Yeah, he would have definitely ripped right through that. And it kind of reminds me of that episode where they're doing parkour. Yeah. And they jump off of that dumpster. All right. Um, Just not good physics. I think he might have been okay if he made it. Yeah, if he would have jumped far enough. Because the, the bouncy castle would have been a more like plump. Like the trampoline was a terrible thing. Because yeah. even if you just jump from like pretty high up you can get close to hitting the ground so obviously if you jump from that far up you're just gonna smash right through it like you're gonna definitely break your legs at the very least oh or you're gonna miss it like it's so small and we see it in the later scenes that the physics for that is done very hastily by dwight and not very well (laughs) that's Uh, really funny the mississippi 
Yeah, so I give it to Jim. What do you think? Someone else should get it? No, no. I didn't say that. Pudge? That's not even her Why name. You... Why are you saying that? <laughs> Quit scowling. Don't give me the You're finger. Like, why do you have to? Why do you think I don't agree with you? You can give your done to you to whoever you want. I know. It's your life. Whomever. Whomever you want. It's your life. Uh, and let's do our episode rating. On our seven point scale. Patented. Patent in progress. Yep. Seven. Is. Absolutely. absolutely I, I do. do. Six is. Pretzel Pretzel day. <laughs> I love how I Five. I play this off like the the listeners need to know. Yeah, but it's really just I, me that needs. I just to like know. that you you like are the like the <laughs> listeners viewpoint in. They'd be like, oh, that's what it'd be like if I didn't know what the rating scale was. <laughs> Addie is representing my vision of not caring. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I don't care. It's just that I can't remember six pieces of information in order. Should we go back to a six point? Or you can, one, seven. I mean seven. Harder. <laughs> it's seven point scale. You said that. Hey, uh, you know what I, I noticed though? <coughs> Safety what? training was the 48th episode of The Office. Oh, really? Which means we've done like 48 of these two. <laughs> Plus some bonuses. <laughs> but we don't do a ratings in those. And the rating was different for the first season. So yeah, I'm going to so... be like really generous and say you've had 40 times to learn this. <laughs> No, and and I don't think you realize that I don't know until maybe last week or the week before when we recorded. Because when you're still because usually I will just be like, okay, so we'll go ahead for the listeners and let you know, and you're like, okay, and then you go about it, and I'm like, I I know four out of seven is Alfredo's Pizza Cafe because that's my favorite one. Remember when I was stuck on that for a while? That was the only one you remembered at that time. (laughs) And then five out of seven, (laughs) we'll go up one. Is beach day. Three out of seven is a little stitious. A little stitious. Two out of seven is garbage the cat. And one out of seven is this just, just. stinks. Oh, good. Nice. <laughs> you thought I was going to say sucks, huh? Yeah, because oh. you said that the first 30 times. <laughs> no, but uh, I, you yeah, know, you I, know I, I feel called out on my own podcast. On on my cope podcast. How does that make you feel? (laughs) Really sad. I feel like Karen. Really? Yeah. Do you have seasonal affective disorder? (laughs) It's just fat butt disease. (laughs) Well, so I think it's even, it's understandable to start messing up on those bottom three because we haven't given out a bottom three rating in a long time. Maybe even bottom four. I don't even know if I have. Have I? Well, I've probably gone down to three this little stitches. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I already know what I'm gonna give this episode. Well, that's coming. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Three, Three two, two, one. Pretzel Absolutely, day. I oh, do. Oh, man. I was going back and forth between I, those. That's what actually, I was. Actually, I, 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 yeah, me too. There are episodes I like more, and I don't necessarily I could choose between those. But I don't know if I don't. I don't think about this one as much. But I love this episode. I think about it. Um, because it's after my favorite episode. It is Laura's favorite episode. Yeah. And because it's it has so many good quotes in it. There's That's so true. many good quotes. Let's bump it up for Laura. All right. All right. It is absolutely, absolutely I, I do. do. Seven out of seven. We agreed the first gonna... time. <laughs> okay. Now, let's p- promote our stuff. Okay. So, what we're doing is we have a new platform. It's called Anchor.fm. And what it does is it allows you... We don't need to talk about that. Oh. <laughs> it's in the ad. 
it's no, just, I just meant like our finer things club. And stuff. You like, uh, I thought you were quizzing me. I'm like, okay, so uh. <laughs> okay. Um, so basically, what we're promoting right now is our Instagram page. Go to the Instagram page. It's the Off Five Podcast. Go to the Finer Things Club on Facebook. We got new members and we are going to promote more. And here's what I wanted to say about the Finer Things Club, which why you should go if you want to. I think in about a week after this comes out or I'll make and I'll make the poll go for a little while too. I'll make it happen when this comes out and I'll make the poll go for a week. But I'm going to do a poll to see or maybe a thread to see if there's any of the segments we should cut. Okay. Because we have a lot. I was listening to an, an older episode and not all those segments were that good, but it was also really nice that there weren't that many of them. And and I don't know. It's like, like I don't want to say which which ones I'm kind of questioning, but I'm just going to see what the listeners have to say about that and see if there are any. And if everyone's like, no, you got to keep all of them. Otherwise, I'm unsubscribing. Then we'll do that because we are. Well, I just like how it has evolved with the show, too, mm-hmm. because, you know, we added fashion show, fashion show, fashion show at lunch. We've kind of strayed away a little bit from Finer Things Club in the last couple of weeks um, just because we talk about we don't want to talk about things like twice right, or three times. And sometimes like the Finer Things Club or the other segments I, like but I also like that now we're able to just kind of skip over some characters. We already talked about them. Too. Yeah. So I don't know. This wasn't the longest episode, but uh, but I just want to see if anyone has any thoughts about that because there's some of them where or if it feels like rote, like I don't usually don't even know. Well, I, I don't want to say. I, I, I have I have opinions about which ones I don't think are that necessary, no, but I want to see if opi- what the listeners think. You have think. opinions about something about this? Okay, I don't, well, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, well let's see. Yeah, let's see what the listeners say. No swaying of the vote. Right, right. Um, so yeah, so I'm gonna make a poll with the different segments, and you can and see if uh, which ones people might want to cut. Because I don't think we need to add anymore. I think we need to maybe trim trim the fat, trim the fat butt disorder. Yeah, that's yeah. I agree Disease. with that. Um, and then we also wanted to just say, what else did we want to say? I don't think we have any reviews. Oh, yeah. I've been looking. I've been wanting, waiting, wishing for a review. Yeah. So we don't have any new reviews. So please leave us a review and we will read it. And, and also we'll just be appreciative. I do read the old ones a lot. Like when I'm feeling sad. I print them out. Yeah, I have them above my bed so I can read them as I'm le- as I'm falling asleep. I printed out two copies of each one and then I spread them out on the floor face down. And then I see how long it takes me to match the reviews. It's, <laughs> the a, it's a good it's good for staving that off Alzheimer's. Really creepy. <laughs> Please oh, tell me. Just stop <laughs> matching two identical copies of the reviews. Oh, I thought it was to the user yeah. name. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I just I get like a like their mugshot height weight and um, <laughs> crimes they've committed and I try to see what they <laughs> and you use like thumbtacks and string to connect them <laughs> a lot of ruskies on here yeah. a lot of what ruskies what's that that's so a slur for Russians but, oh. but I don't think it's an offensive slur maybe it oh. is I thought it was ruskies oh is that how you pronounce it <laughs> it's a it's a, a an ooh sound ruskies okay thanks for listening i was gonna have a quote nathan you ignorant slut you can't say that to a woman doesn't translate (laughs) yeah it really doesn't (laughs) hug it out (laughs) what are some other facts about addy that people don't know Um...
How often do you wash your sweatshirts? <laughs> oh, no. Okay, don't throw me under the bus with you. Don't throw me into the baler. Why not? I wash my hoodies, I would say, once a week. Even the Funkworks one? Yeah. But it's better if it smells sour. Well, it's got sour the little, sweatshirt. It's got the little like holes for the thumbs. Oh, that's so cool. I love that, but it, it gets dirtier quicker. Does it? So what I really would like that for, I don't have any, unfortunately. I'm not privileged enough to have whole <laughs> thumbs, but what I would do is, is then you can put on your coat over it without the sleeve going up and I driving know. you crazy. Yeah, you're telling me. And then you put your, your mitten right over that. That's right. And then no cold air gets in between mitten and sleeve. It's brilliant. Yeah. Anyway, 